You know, one of the toughest things to do as a professional is deciding to do a career switch. For one, you're basically deciding to leave a bulk of what you've learned and become proficient in totally behind you in pursuit of a completely different path. On top of that, you have to learn a whole new set of skills to be even considered a potential hire in your new desired field. And that's what makes Narusha Shetty so impressive. Today, she's a lead product manager at what I think is Southeast Asia's sexiest company, save mine of course, Singapore headquartered super app Grab. I'm currently a product manager at Grab, where I build features like insights for our merchants, where they can view their business performance, where we recommend them on how to improve their business. I have also worked on uh, marketing products for our merchants to join campaigns on Grab, both on app and on our website. Ah, so like when I open up the Grab app and I see like promotions from from uh, partners, that, that that would be like a platform you worked on, right? Is that yeah, most that? probably. Yeah, some of okay. it, yes. Uh, I think Grab is huge, but the, I I play a s- small but a pivotal role in all the promos that you see on the Grab Food app. Yes. But how she got to where she is now is quite interesting. Prior to this, she'd been a software engineer, had a stint as a consultant and worked in a product and strategy role. Correct me if my math's off, but I count three career switches. Here's how she did it. From Job Street and Tech in Asia, this is How to Get a Job at a Unicorn, a podcast where I talk to employees at Asia's top tech companies to find out exactly how they landed their gigs. I'm Peter Bithis, CEO of Seek Asia, parent company of Job Street, And in this episode, I'm going to tell you the story of how Narisha switched careers, not one, not two, but three times, and ended up working for one of Southeast Asia's hottest tech startups. Back in 2013, Narisha graduated from university in India with a computer science degree. And sure, every parent wants their kid to take up computer science, but this was something that Narisha desired on her own. By the time I was growing up in India, computers were a part of some household, at least my household. So I was very exposed to uh, computer technologies and programming at an early time. And that was my goal. Even before my university exams, I intently worked very hard to get a computer science uh, uh, course in the university. I used to participate in a lot of competitions. At that point, I was pretty confident that I'm going to be a software engineer and that is what I'll be for whole of my life. I enjoyed the fact that just by uh, writing a few lines of code, I could change the way someone worked at their company or I could change the way the cars would operate. So I like the fact that computer science is abstract as it sounds. Its impact is very practical. And that excitement, enjoyment, and curiosity for how things work translated into pure proficiency. Right after graduation, Narusha got to work for Bosch, a leading German engineering and tech company. But what you need to know to understand how much of an accomplishment that was exactly is that for fresh graduates in India, you don't get to choose to work for Bosch. Bosch chooses you. Yeah, so Indian universities operate very differently from international universities. So the companies come to college to hire students uh, versus the other way around. 
So Bosch is a day zero company, like the companies that come on day zero to high or the first day of the placement program. Uh, so Bosch was a sort of a company because there were very few R&D international firms in India. I think around a thousand students uh, had applied for the role, but only I think 10 people uh, got the offer eventually. If you're doing the math at home, yes, you're correct. That makes Narusha among the top percent of her graduating class. She is a high flyer. Anyway, Narisha began working for Bosch as a software engineer, achieving the goals she'd set out to achieve since she was a kid. In her first two years, she worked on automotive projects, but then opportunity came a knocking. So I used to talk to people pre-COVID days where you would get all these tidbits. Uh, and they, the team was starting a healthcare vertical uh, in uh, uh, global healthcare vertical and it was being ideated in India. Uh, so they were looking for people to help with the pilot for a short period of time. I was primarily a software engineer, but I felt that, okay, maybe I can just uh, do this for fun, just for good exposure. And uh, it also might help me in my career in the future. So Narusha joined this healthcare team, supporting them as they built an IoT product getting involved in product ideation, solutioning, proposing it to the sales team, and of course, software development. Within three months, the team managed to build a working prototype, and that experience had sparked something deep in Narusha. I was extremely impressed with the amount of uh, uh, challenges we went through and how we reached there. And I was working with this guy who was primarily a product manager. While I was supporting him, I felt like this is something I want to do more. Uh, I enjoyed code. Definitely. In fact, uh, three years back, that was all I knew. Uh, but when I started doing this, I felt that a lot of my strengths came into play very well here. Uh, like, say, ex getting things done, execution, talking to multiple stakeholders. These were the skill set that came into play. And that's when I was like, OK, uh, I want to really uh, try this role. But Narusha realized that she couldn't just jump into product management. After all, like she said, software engineering was all she knew. She needed to learn all the other aspects of what makes a product. Finance, economics, marketing, and so forth. And she wanted to broaden her perspectives beyond what she'd learned in India. So, she decided to go back to school. Because I was primarily a science and math student throughout my life, I felt that I needed more formal education in other aspects of running a business. So I eventually went on to do my master's in business administration. Sidebar, folks. Before we go on, as a senior business executive who never got an MBA myself, look, here's how I feel. MBAs are great if you're young and have only ever been in something radically different from business, because the opportunity cost at that point, all things considered, isn't that big, and you could benefit from the more structured environment that MBAs provide. That said, these days, there are so many avenues by which you can gain the experience that you'd learn in the classroom that there are many paths. But for Narusha, an MBA just made perfect sense. 
I was what 22, 23 then. Uh, so I felt that uh, going to university and I was okay to spend a, a certain amount of money on that education and time. Uh, they, uh, so for me, I think MBA made a better sense. However, if you are at a stage in your career with six years, seven years down the line, you're not comfortable spending a lot of money. I definitely don't think MBA is the end goal. There could be multiple ways. You could do an executive MBA. You could do a rotation in your company if that exists you could join a startup uh, and then move up uh, to business so even or say someone like me if i want to learn finance there are a lot of websites that uh, cover it so yeah don't get disheartened that the first step in narusha's plan to do a career switch was to get an mba you can find your own way i did anyway narusha went through her mba and did a short internship at apple in 2017 as you do by the way and graduated the following year. But instead of going straight into becoming a product manager, Narusha got herself a job in consulting. Uh, so after my MBA, I started with a consulting job at Boston Consulting Group in Germany. Uh, so Are yes, Germany. I didn't yes, again. Germany. <laughs> yes, again. So I think Germany keeps coming back into my life. Uh, I, I work for Bosch in Germany. Uh, for speak, Germany. You speak German? Uh, I had even proficiency. I tried uh, building upon it, but yeah, it's a tough language to learn, but an amazing language. Yeah. And despite having to face a language barrier, Narusha enjoyed her stint at BCG. I loved working at BCG. I think I was surrounded by some of the smartest people in Germany at work, uh, post MBA. And especially as in, like you saw my journey, right? I was an engineer, then I did my MBA. Yeah. Uh, the best uh, launch pad post MBA there couldn't have been any than BCG, I would say. I think that one year is probably the most pivotal uh, year in my 20s, uh, mainly because I was, uh, in fact, when I landed in Munich, I just landed with two bags and me. I didn't know a single person in Munich, Germany. I started my career as the only Southeast, uh, uh, only two Southeast, uh, South Asian women uh, in BCG. So there were a lot of uh, newness. So what I really learned, first of all, is if I make up my mind to do something and to make a mark for myself, I can do it. But BCG turned out just to be a pit stop in Narusha's journey to becoming a product manager. Where she really wanted to work was Grab. So I lived in Singapore from 2016 to 2018. Uh, so during that time, I was using Grab services and I was extremely intrigued. I was like, what is a startup in Singapore building these great transport products, making me feel safe as a student? Uh, I, I, in fact, what is a startup miles away making, uh, doing this amazing work? I was always intrigued by Grab. I, in fact, tried for some roles in 2017, I think 2018. Uh, no, no, 2017 was when I tried for the roles at Grab, but nothing really worked out. So when I decided decided to leave Germany for good. Singapore was my first option and Grab definitely uh, ended up, up being another first option of mine. So I actually just applied uh, for Grab through a job board. Uh, I didn't, uh, yeah, that's that's how I reached out for that's, Grab. Uh, yeah. Is it job street? I have to ask. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, wow, that's great. Be, yeah, it's yeah. a great story. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me there for being so excited, but who really doesn't love a good success story, especially one that starts with failure and ends with success? Anyway, back to Narusha. When she joined Grab, she took up a role leading product and strategy initiatives, but still the itch to become a full-time product manager kept hitting her. 
So when I moved from BCG to Grab, uh, I joined a product and strategy role. Uh, I was there for a year. During that period, I worked with product managers uh, to build strategy and vision for GrabFood products. I was also part of building some ML and automation tools. Around that period, I felt that this is a time to use my engineering skills as well as my business skills to better use. And from a more long-term point of view, I decided I wanted to move to product. Uh, that's when I uh, tried to explore the internal mobility program at Grab. So internal mobility program allows you to shift between roles. Uh, there are also other programs where you can do smaller rotations uh, in a particular role and then decide to move to that role. In my case, because I was doing similar uh, job, I went through uh, uh, an interview process with my new team and then moved on to this new role. It's at this point. I just have to say, I love that about Narisha. Throughout her career, the consistent theme that kept jumping out at me was that if she wanted something, she went for it with zero hesitation whatsoever. And I also got to give props to Grab's leadership. They had an amazing talent in Narisha and they saw that and enabled her to do her best by giving her access to multiple opportunities. If that's not the mark of a great company, I don't know what is. But we're not done yet. I'm sure many of you are wondering about Grab's interview process and what the company, which, by the way, is always hiring, it seems, looks for in a candidate. Luckily for you, Narusha walked us through just that. You've hired people at Grab, right? Yes, and then you yes. got hired at Grab. What is interviewing for Grab like? When we interview people at Grab, uh, the questions are very case study focused, at least the interviews I took or the interviews I gave. Let me give you an example. Uh, a case study could be something like uh, the number of uh, users coming to GrabFood app uh, in Singapore is decreasing. Uh, how would you improve it? So that would be one of the questions. Uh, there would be a bit more detailed part, uh, but this is the genesis of case study. Or the other question could be uh, the drivers are canceling a lot more uh, on Sunday of a particular uh, week. Uh, why do you think it's happening? How would you fix it? So it is a problem we solve on a day-to-day -day basis at Grab. And a similar type of questions are being raised to interviewees just so that to understand the problem-solving skill sets. And aside from the logical thinking and problem solving, thinking about when you built your own team at Grab, what else do you look for in people when you hire people into Grab? So uh, Grab has this uh, four principles uh, called honor, hunger, humility, uh, and uh, heart. Uh, so these four principles drive a lot of decisions in the company uh, and I, when I am interviewing someone, I would look for someone who has strong mix of EQ and IQ, emotional quotient and intelligence quotient. You could be the most smartest person in the room, but I want you to be also the nicest person uh, to all your stakeholders uh, because only way Grab can grow so fast and get things done is because people collaborate together uh, to solve a single problem. 
and that's only possible because there's a lot of positivity there's a lot of teamwork and uh, great stakeholder management among people so when i look for any candidate other than uh, the intelligent stuff i look for a lot about emotional uh, intelligence of the person how they deal with stakeholders how they are under stress how they are under pressure so i think these are very important and in fact more important uh, since we went to remote working uh, post covid right yeah so we're coming to close to the end of our conversation um just a couple last questions um so amazing journey so far when we're having our podcast conversation 5 years from now narusha what what do you what what, what will narusha 5 years from now be doing i wish i had this answer uh, i think um i'm a strong proponent of uh, plan is nothing planning is everything so i see myself uh, i i want to work towards to be in a place where i'm still solving problems uh, that makes an impact not just for me in my career point of view or my company but also people who use a, who use that product uh, i also see myself go i want to see myself as someone who is a problem identifier i think i was in phase of my career where someone uh, told me to solve a problem i went all out solved a problem i think i i established myself as a problem solver however where i see myself 5 years from now is someone who identifies problem even before people knew the problem existed so that is the direction i see myself in like i said earlier what really stood out to me about narusha is her tenacity sure she's smart graduated in the 10th percentile of her class and has an outstanding resume but what really got her to where she is today is her ability to go all in on what she wants and snatch those opportunities that come her way. So I'm really excited for what the future's got in store for her, and I hope you learned a thing or two from listening to her story. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. How to get a job at a unicorn is a podcast by Tech in Asia, produced in partnership with us over here at Job Street and Seek Asia. If you're looking for a job, Find us at jobstreet.com or jobsdb.com depending on where your geography is and hopefully we can help you grab the job you want. Special thanks of course to Narusha Shetty for telling us all about her amazing career journey. If you want to reach her, we'll include some links to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes down below. Special thanks to Nat Fetelvero for our podcast producer today. And while I have you, give us a follow and rate us 5 stars on whatever app you're listening on. Also, check out the other episodes. We've got people from GoToGroup and Lala Move talking about how they landed their gigs and sharing some tips for anyone who wants to join them. But that's it for this episode. My name's Peter Bithis. Thank you for joining. Hope you join us again soon.